ACT. Missy D. She's so talented, you know. Mm -hmm. Check one, two, two, two. <laughs> Mic check one, two. Oh, it works. It works. And guess what? I work too. I'm back in working order and it is good to be back. Yes, people. What can I say? I had to take a bit of time out and um, I'm thanking all of you for giving me that time that I needed to re-collaborate myself uh, so I'm back as the re-collaborated Missy D version 3.0. I can quite safely say that uh, Missy D 2.0 has been uh, rinsed and uh, has done whatever she could with that version of 2.0. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm reborn, uh, but I'm, I've, I've kind of um, had a bit of a, a software upgrade to a version three. And you know, sometimes when you've got to update a software, whether that's on your phone or on a computer, it has to switch itself off to reboot itself. And sometimes it can take uh, a couple of minutes. And sometimes with my Mac, it can take, you know, a good half an hour, depending on what software update that I'm working on. And that's why I had to take off a bit of time, people, um, a couple of weeks uh, from the Journal of Missy D 3.0, well, 3.0 now was 2.0, because I had to sort out a bit of a internal software update. I had a crash. Let's put it that way. Yes, my software crashed. And honestly, because of bugs, bugs is one important part of the crash. Um, my beautiful nephew, as you know, Shayan, he turned four in April. And just before his birthday, a little blighter, he goes to nursery every day. I And I was a primary school teacher uh, for many years, a supply teacher. I even became a full-time teacher. That's a long story. <laughs> and I, ha because of my lung problems, I had to come out of teaching post-COVID. Um, but I know that every school, every nursery is so full of bugs, it's unreal. And the poor man comes here every Friday because we babysit him on a Friday. And uh, he, he managed to give Mimi, I'm his Mimi, by the way, <laughs> his beautiful bugs uh, and I embraced them with gratitude oh gosh it wasn't his fault actually it just kind of happened and uh, uh, I, I'm i very super careful uh, which is a, a slight annoyance sometimes because sometimes you know like, like he loves to kiss me on the lips but obviously with there's transference of germs and stuff so I'm, I try to be careful not to let that happen and kind of just kiss him on his cheek or on his forehead and stuff <clears throat> but at this particular time, we were playing a staring out game and then he kind of took a deep breath in and, went, and blew all of his breath right on Mimi's nose. And that was it. I was done for. So, yeah, the software update, the software crashed, sorry, because I picked up a really severe chest infection. Um, antibiotic round number one didn't work. Then I had a different type of antibiotic round two just about worked. 
And then on top of that, I was taking steroids to open up the airwaves. The chest infection affected the level of oxygen I was uh, going through. And so I had to up my oxygen. My mobility became less and less. On top of that, I had a bit of a internal personal uh, mind crash uh, where I kind of uh, came up against a brick wall and I couldn't fathom going any further. So let's just say... I don't know what you want to call it. I've got words for it. People have words for it. I'm not going to use the words because I don't think you can pigeonhole uh, things like this into words. Because if I try to describe in words what I went through in the last couple of weeks, actually not weeks, four or five weeks, I would say. It started bubbling up about four or five weeks. About three weeks ago, I can clearly tell you that I couldn't have continued with life as it was uh, because everything came crashing down. It's because... In a nutshell, uh, I, 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 you heard my last podcast, Sick of Being Sick, and I truly was being sick of sick. And then I was tired of being tired because, you know, with this disease, you get chronic fatigue, you get brain fog. Uh, you're always pushing yourself. And I'm the type of person used to be glass half empty. Now it's more full because of all the healing work that I've been doing, um, all the support that I have, um, how my mindset is wanting to change uh, to positive rather than negative. So I've always tried to be positive and just push myself. So try to be normal, uh, not because I think anyone wants me to be. It's because I want to be. I want to, you know, take part in social events. I want to go to the Neuron Sisters, which I went to. And I did go to the Neuron Sisters, who were absolutely brilliant in Birmingham at the Royal Symphony Hall. And it was hard. I pushed my body so hard that night um, and had a good entertaining night but in my mind something else was going on in my heart something else was going on but to the world Missy D was having so much fun uh, sitting at the Neuron Sisters uh, so uh, but I thought no I'd got tickets and if I sit at home I'm just going to be even more miserable so I pushed myself to do stuff like that I pushed myself to play with my nephew rather than lie under a blanket and say oh my god my lungs are hurting I can't walk my oxygen is down I am it's really hard for me to be put one foot in front of the other I mean just last week I was not even doing feet in front of the other I was doing centimeters like li literally shuffling my feet tiny bit at a time because the more I I um I just moved my my oxygen dropped dramatically. There was one night uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I think on a Wednesday night, I think it was, I'd just been to um, a, a meeting somewhere, uh, a Lions Club meeting. Yes, I am a lion. I am. I'm a, I'm, I'm a lion. I am. I'm, I actually should address myself as Lion Missy D 3.0, uh, but that's a long story. Anyway, I'd been to the Lions meeting, came back and uh, my oxygen suddenly started to drop and it, it dropped to 60 now, if those people that don't know about oxygen, your average, a normal person's oxygen should be around 95, 9900 is great. OK, mine averagely sits at 85 at resting. That means me sitting, doing nothing. As I'm sitting here talking, it's probably dropping a little bit, but I don't know. I haven't checked it. Um, and then they call it on exertion. Exertion means when you're walking and, and doing anything physical, going to the toilet, blah, blah, blah. When that happens, it drops down to 72, 78, something like that. Uh, but I'm an odd one, oddball. I've always been an oddball. I love being odd. They've always said, oh, well, you know, you're a bit weird because like you, 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 when you uh, do your exertion, but you stop, your your oxygen pumps up really quickly, which is not normal. So I said, look, I'm not normal, mate. So, <laughs> But on this particular night, it was on 60 and it just, I was pumping 
uh, oxygen on six litres a minute through my um, nose. Uh, and normally I do three litres. Um, even at pumping at six litres, it wasn't going up. <laughs> and my mum was up in arms. I'm going to call the ambulance. I don't know why I was putting an Indian accent on with my mum when I talk about my mum because she hasn't even got an Indian accent. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm going to call 111. I'm going to call 999. Mum, you're not going to call ambulance. I'm not going. And I was right. Um, I was like, listen, we'll just ride this out till the morning. Uh, during the night, I emailed my oxygen team. I emailed my uh, doctor because I've got a direct contact with my doctor. He's that good. I love him. Dr. Peter Hastings. Let's big him up because he's the best doctor in the world. Honestly, he's just there whenever I need him for anything. It's just amazing. So thank you, Dr. Peter. <laughs> and um, yeah, so in the morning, he was like, right, coming to the surgery, chatted to him and stuff. And he was like, no, you're right. Uh, if you went to hospital, really, they would have just stuck you on oxygen. They would have put more antibiotics into you, would have given you steroids, which I'm giving you. You don't need more antibiotics. So that's a good thing. You're not going. And then you would have picked up some crap from hospital. And you, that's not what you need. So um, we can manage this ourselves. My oxygen team, it gave me more oxygen. And uh, so I could use that as sitting. I took the last three or four days now to uh to self-care for myself so I literally have done nothing for the last three or four days I sat on my sofa read books and then when I felt a little bit more able got bored sitting on the sofa I sat outside a few dub couple of days that over the was it last Friday or something beautiful uh, sunshine so I sat in the garden all day and I did some painting with my nephew and then I started my own little painting uh, of acrylics and watercolors and um, and I managed to actually do a painting of um, of my lungs using EFT scripts. And um, honestly, I, I, I did buy some canvas and I bought like, you know, um, sketchbooks and I've got like watercolour paper and stuff like that. And I thought, let me just like, you know, just mess about here a little bit. And you know me, I've got it's not a bad habit. I've, I've got a habit of putting my stuff on Facebook, uh, which <laughs> much to most of my sisters disgusts. They're always like, why do you put everything on Facebook? I'm like, because I want to. It's not what's it, none of your business, is it? It's my bloody Facebook. I can do what I want. So it went on Facebook and I swear to God, man, so many people bloody loved it. And I was like, it's only a sketch. I mean, it was only a, it, for me. It was like scrap. It was something that I was just, you know, like how. As an artist, I do remember doing art when I was uh, back in school, back in the day in the 80s. You kind of like, uh, you, you prepare things, don't you? And you just kind of doodle things and mess with them and think, okay, this is what I'm going to do on my grand final piece. Uh, so it was a bit like, um, I'm just messing about. Let me see what people think. And the response was freaking phenomenal. <laughs> so phenomenal that actually a friend of mine uh, has commissioned me to do her piece with the EFT scripts. I think I'm onto I'm, I think I'm onto something here. Maybe I'm the person that does the artwork with the writing that means something to somebody entwined with the painting. I didn't even know I was an artist. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So as you can hear now, I'm laughing. I honestly, hand on heart, tell you, three, four weeks ago, I couldn't laugh. I couldn't think. I couldn't breathe. I my mind was blank. I didn't want to speak to anybody. I didn't want to do nothing. I didn't want to heal. I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to do anything. It, it, a lot of people would call this rock bottom in inverted commas. Uh, and I had hit ground level zero, but I, I wasn't at zero. I'd burrowed under the ground. 
like a little mole and I was in some dark hole somewhere and I was happy to be there uh, because life got really hard. Uh, it wasn't just one thing. It was a culmination of lots of things and that just got on top of me. I thought I was a strong person, like I just said, and have always tried the glass half full. But sometimes it doesn't matter how hard you try. One fine day I woke up, something happened, which triggered me. And I was like, well, fuck this. That's it. I'm done. Done. And that was it. I'm like, no, I, ain't, I can't do this anymore. And I completely shut down. And I didn't do it deliberately. And I didn't do it for any pity. I didn't do it for any attention. But I couldn't get out of it. I couldn't change my mind. I couldn't stop the blank. Because that's what it was. It was just blank. It's like, right, I'm here now. I'm not going to live life anymore. I'm not going to do or try or give or speak or entertain or anything. I'm just going to sit in this darkness. And to be honest with you, it was quite refreshing. <laughs> I know you're thinking, Missy, man, only you would find darkness and depression refreshing. It was. It was. Honestly, go back to the software update. When you are doing a software update, you're doing it for a reason, right? You're doing it to refresh the software of that computer so it gets rid of the bugs and it updates it to work bigger and better. You see the logic here. So that's what happened to me. And that's why I needed a couple of weeks off. At that point in time, a couple of weeks ago, I promise you, I didn't think I was ever going to do a podcast again. I didn't think I was going to... Uh, uh, do much again. I didn't think I was going to heal again because uh, I was frustrated with the healing because I would put too much on it. And I sit here giving you a lot of lectures, right, on this whole podcast thing and uh, trying to give you my two pence worth. I wouldn't say the lectures um, and just kind of sharing my learning with you. And, you know, the, the, if you don't change the wave, the wave won't change and, and all that kind of thing and positive mindset and manifestations and Cornelius. And even though uh, I'm finding this really hard, I completely and deeply love and accept myself and uh, believe in it. I do. And I did. But one of my therapists has, has said to me, there's, you can always have too much of a good thing. And it makes sense. Even with healing, she says, even with healing, if you're anything, healing, loving, um, you know, if you, I, I, I put so much on wanting to get rid of the scarring on my lungs and upping my oxygen so I could breathe. Uh, I focused on it so, so much that I held on so tight to it. Um, and I focused, focused, focused morning and night afternoon, evening, any minute that I had, I was doing something to do with healing. If I wasn't doing tapping, I was manifesting. If I wasn't manifesting, I was journaling. If I wasn't journaling, I was having a therapy session with a therapist. And if I wasn't doing a therapy session, I was reading a book. And if I wasn't reading a book, I was on, on the computer uh, researching. And if I wasn't researching, I was in my head um, doing um, uh, what those call positive aff affirmations. Oh, so, like I said, too much of a good thing. And I never said it. My therapist said it and I believe it. It can be too much for you. You know, if you eat the same thing every day, if you have too much alcohol, you, you're just going to make yourself sick. If you have, uh, I don't know, if you're, you know, like I know people that uh, put too much on trying to change their life so much that they set themselves up for failure because they have such high hopes to achieve X, Y, Z. 
And because they can't get it, they get so frustrated and then they give up and then they they get angry and, and, and then they make themselves ill. Do you know what I'm saying? So I understand where maybe I may have gone wrong. And along the journey, Jesus Christ, have I learned so, so much about myself, um, about people, about humanity and about human interaction. We're, we're all the same. That's what I've learned. I've learned that most humans, all humans, exactly, we're all exactly the same. We're all sheep of the same cloth. We're all consciousness. Like Cornelius has said in uh, one of these, uh, I, th I think it was last night he was on and he was like, um, we all came from the Big Bang Theory, okay? We all came from the same kind of uh, atoms. Uh, so we're all made up of the same stuff. So, you know, when it comes to colour creed and religion and all that, I don't believe in that shit. And if you do, I'm sorry, I called it shit. But it, really, why are we separate, separating ourselves with colour and religion and and culture? It's good to have those kind of things. But then saying one is better than the other is not good to have that kind of thing. But going back to what humans want, humans, humans just want to be loved. Humans just want to be um, happy. Humans don't want to fight. Humans just want to, you know, uh, just be have peace and stuff. And they want to, they, they, love and kindness is what everyone wants. And we're on this journey and it, it, it can be hard. And a lot of us put so much on our wants and desires that sometimes can be very high, unattainable goals. Not because they're not attainable. It's because we have put so much on it to get there could be quite a hard journey but we believe that we can get there and in getting there uh we are you know um going through a lot of pain a lot of injuries a lot of um torment a lot of anger a lot of frustration and then when we get there we're like right yes i went through all that pain and all that scratches all over my body and all blood pouring everywhere <laughs> Like a bit gory and I injured myself on the way and I went through so much torment, but I got it. Yay, now I'm happy. Now, nah, mate, I'm not happy. Why? Because I didn't really know that this thing that I was dying to have all that time was going to make me happy. I didn't know that it wasn't going to make me happy. I thought it would make me happy. I know you're thinking you're random, Missy. I am random, but I think I hope that makes sense to you. Uh, so who knows if once my lungs are healed um, and the scarring has gone and my oxygen's better, am I going to be happy? Happy because my lungs are healed and my the biggest organ in my body is now fully functional and working. Is that all that I need or do I need to work on other stuff uh, within my mind and soul? And I think I've answered that question myself. Yes, I do. Just healing myself is not the answer. It's making myself a more learned human. It's about... That is my dog. Now, why are you barking? Every time I do podcast, honestly, it's the bin men outside. Every time he, he barks. I think it's about learning the skills and tools to allow, allow yourself to enjoy every single moment without judgment, without 
without judging yourself and without judging others, learning to love all of you, like deeply connected to yourself. Because once you are deeply connected to yourself and to your self-worth and your self-love, then you're going to attract that in your life, right? It's about being kind to you, learning how to be kind to yourself, learning how to be kind to others, learning to give truly, truly from your heart, because you genuinely, passionately want to give to others because you care about humanity. I've come across a few people like that in my journey and it's it's mind-blowing how humble these people are and uh, and really have changed my life and perspective uh, about humanity. And I truly salute them because although they don't like me to big them up, I've come across one particular person who truly I admire because they give so much time to me out of the goodness of their heart. And I don't feel like they give it because they have to or they feel obliged to. When they contact me, it's like, are you okay? How's it all going? How's this? How's that? I really feel they do it because they're a good human being. And from from what I can see from their religious background and uh, their, their connection with God, their God um, has taught them to be kind to themselves and kind to others and give to others. Uh, and uh, it's it's so nice to see that there are actually people out there without any ulterior motives, without any kind of weirdness. And I I, I endeavour to be this person because they're just uh, the kind of person that I want to end up being. Always has time for other human beings with full love and and compassion because they genuinely want to help another human being. So that is the kind of person that I endeavour to be. (laughs) And I know when this person listens to this, they're going to be like, oh my God, stop bigging me up, missy. (laughs) I won't do it again, I promise. But I just needed to get that out of my system because there's not many people like that. And I know this person is going to say, you're just bigging me up too much. I'm not. This person is one person that I'm wowed by. I'm wowed by you too. Uh, because I, on Facebook, as you know, Facebook, Instagram of of late have, you can tell that Missy was going through something, right? There were posts going up about, I'm not well, I need to heal. I'm not feeling good. Um, I've got, a, you know, I'm, I'm a bit depressed here. I'm going through the darkness. Um, help me. There were these SOS messages going out and I can't help myself as well. I'm, a, I'm, um, an authentic, real, open person. And I've been like that since day dot. I have been shut up for many years, uh, which this is the running theme. You know this by now, right? I've been shut up for many years and being told not to tell everyone my business by my mother, by my sisters, by family. The usual line, kissinu dasina. Don't, don't uh, do our basity. Uh, basically means don't disrespect our family name by telling everyone or uh, your business or or putting your dirty laundry out in public, which I don't really see it like that. I'm not putting my dirty laundry out in public. I'm just being honest, right? If I feel like I was depressed, I ain't got no shame in telling you, right? Uh, If I was going through uh, the darkness, I ain't got no shame in telling you. Why not? Why not share it? Okay, there's loads of other stuff that I obviously won't share with you here on a public forum and maybe one day I will who knows who knows 
because uh, I have no issues with being authentic, but I still um, have got the sensibility to know that whatever comes out of my mouth could affect somebody else. So I've just got to be a little bit mindful of that. And this is the point I want to make, right? All these posts that I've put on Facebook, people, I want to thank you, so many of you that reached out to me on all types of social media and genuinely were like, are you okay, Missy? I've been reading your posts. Are you okay? Do you need to speak to someone? Do you need me to talk to you? Can I do something for you? And this, the love, the love that came from all of you. I mean, a lot of you are people that have followed me in my radio career from the um, early 2000s or even prior to that when I was on radio from the 90s. Okay. Um, and have been on my Facebook for forever. Uh, I, I mean, I, I could actually remember when I started, start, first started Club Asia, I don't even think Facebook was around then. I think it kind of just about started when I started Club Asia, early 2000s or something like that. And we were in office going, there's this thing called Facebook, like we need to add ourselves on. And slowly but surely, uh, my my account just filled up boom, straight like that. 5,000 people, bing, all my fans had attacked my Facebook and stuff. And people over, over the years have added themselves um, through my own radio station, Love Asia Radio, um, and through my other, my when I, when I, I had a, a website, a blog many years ago, people added themselves on there. So you are people from all walks of life. There's family on there. There's teacher friends on there. There's uh, people I've met from Laughter Yoga on there. There's people I've met on EFT on there. Uh, so there's so many people from all walks of life on my Facebook, a good mix of people. And uh, I just want to shout you out because I, I'm blown away, just like this other person I was talking about, how genuinely she will always, uh, on a regular basis, reach out uh, and uh, always are you okay what's going on things are you okay it's just like literally are you okay um, and it's always great to have her support I know that uh, at the end of the day my healing journey is mine and the only person that can fix me is me but I have to say that having a support structure is really important and a support structure that you can genuinely trust and you feel uh, solid with you feel that this person I can truly trust. It's not going to ever end up like shitty. It's never going to end up in some weird drama or it's going to end up in some kind of blown up story. This person is solid. She's like a fucking wall, man. She's like the Great Wall of China and she's always going to have my back. Like if I lean back, she's going to put her hands on my back and she's going to hold me up and she will not want nothing back. Nothing. That's what blows me away about this person. And that's what blows me away about you guys, because the loyalty and support without me being on radio, I haven't been on radio, what, for flipping, what, 14 years, maybe? I don't even know when I came off radio. I'd have to look up the date somewhere. But yeah, um, you still show me so much um, respect, so much love, and you still till this day talk about memories from when I was on Club Asia Radio or any other radio station. And that that wows me. It really does. So I want to say a massive thank you to... I've got a list here. Not joking. I've got a list here of... These are not all the people 
There are some people that, that have asked not to be mentioned and I respect that. So um, I want to, sh- and, and you guys haven't asked me to mention you either. So if you listen to this podcast and your name has been shouted out, <laughs> uh, I hope you like your little surprise. Uh, and that's all I can do really from my humble heart to yours, show you love and gratitude and uh, kindness. And just thank you from the bottom of my heart for just watching out for me, just being, uh, having Missy on your radar, because I tell you what, today, in today's world, nobody has got time for anybody. They haven't. And I'm not being negative here, but everyone's just stuck in their own lives and families and work and uh, attainments of um, your houses and your monies and your cars and your parties and your whatever you got to do, your illnesses, whatever. It's not your fault. Everyone's got their own lives. And, and not many people like we did back in the day nowadays make time for anybody. But for you to stop, give me a thought in your brain, then to log on to a social media app, then to write me a message and ask me if I'm okay. That is huge in my life because you took time to find out if I'm okay. Wow. <laughs> and I was just about to well up there, but I'm not going to cry on this podcast. I'm not. My crying days are done. It's now time to move on to be positive because this is Miss Missy D 3.0. And today I feel like I'm on fire because I feel feel like this is the, the brand new chapter of my life just about to start. And I'm taking you lot with me. OK, so thank you to Feldeep Thumber. Thank you to Pam Sanoj, uh, who was a teacher friend of mine, by the way. I love Pam to bits. She, <laughs> she's got a dirty laugh, I swear to God, in two beautiful dogs. Um, Gidanjali in India. Gidanjali, you make me laugh. Uh, I know you say I make you laugh, but your energy, Gidanjali. I've never even met you. I haven't. Gidanjali is from um, the uh, EFT that I've done. And she she's amazing. Absolutely. Her, her vibrancy, her energy is brilliant. Pammy RRK. Thank you very much. Uh, Amarjeet Gill. Thank you for reaching out um, again. She just basically said, Missy, are you OK? Um, uh, Amarjeet, I believe you're. Yeah, she's she, she's a dancer, actually. And uh, are you from Coventry? I'm sure you're from Coventry. Madhu Bedi. Madhu Bedi, I've got big love for. She's an amazing person. She's got an amazing charity. Uh, and most importantly, she's got a. Easy Drape Saris. She does Easy Drape Saris and there's beautiful Saris, right? Um, and they're all done for you. And you can drape the Sari within 30 seconds. My sister bought one of her Saris and I've been meaning to get her some of her Saris, but I just haven't been well over the last couple of years and stuff. But Madhu, I want the best Saris from you and I will be buying them from you. So please make sure you have a good collection for me when I do come and see you. But bless her. She's always, always constantly in contact and uh, always seeing if I'm okay. Um, And uh, she has been through a lot in her life as well, uh, through the loss of a child. And um, yeah, I'm sure if I continue with having guests on here, I'll be getting Madhu on. Alkasoni, thank you. Love you. Thank you, Arti Jagger. Thank you, Peta Cooper. Peta, you are an amazing American, fellow American. Uh, she's American uh, <laughs> and I'm half American. Uh, Morny Jessel, I love Morny to bits because he's like proper alpha male. All right, Missy. Yeah, I'm all right. Good. <laughs> a few days later, Miss, you all right? I'm all right. <laughs> Love Morny to bits. I've known I've known Morny for many many years, and a fellow DJ. He, me and him, DJed back in the day with Sunny, and uh, always watches out for me. Always got my back like a big brother. Thank you, Morny. Thank you, Dennis Detling. Dennis from Croatia. Another uh, a man who is just so humble and amazing. Another EFT. Uh, Noreen Raja, thank you so much. Vandana Sharma Arora, thank you very much. Damish Rajput, 
Darmish, um, I know him from the BBC and uh, he reached out and uh, honestly, uh, really humbled me, Darmish. Thank you so much for all your love and support. Uh, Nim Rayet, thank you very much. Nikki Dior, my little cousin uh, uh, from Leeds. Well, actually, she's from, she's from Derby, actually, but I love her to bits and she's always, always um, uh, in contact and always uh, showing me big love. Deepa Hussain, Deepa's always showing me love and sharing recipes and she's a great cook. Um, so uh, Deepa, thank you so much and always checking out on me. Hardeep Pun, always checking as well. Love you. Uh, Ranj Jadda, <laughs> she's my Benji. She's actually uh, my sister's sister-in-law. And she um, she's absolutely crazy. Uh, and in my darkest days, she kept sending me all these Instagram funny things. Um, so I thank you very much for that. To Daljit Sandhu, my bestie, as you know, always, always, even if she's not in my face, she's on always at the back of uh, a phone somewhere, always trying to throw food my way. <laughs> Do you want me to bring some food around? <laughs> Do you want me to come around? <laughs> Oh, you know, I love my little jits. <laughs> um, of course, I want to say a big shout out to my mum and to my baby sister, Anu, who've always been there. To my dog, to my dog, Ishki, man, because Ishki, Ishki is the one that gives me big, 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 big hugs, man. The biggest, most beautiful hugs that I get from anyone in this world are from my dog. They're so beautiful and stuff. I love him. He's the love of my life. I, I've got a special, massive, massive shout out going out to... Going out to my hot, sweet, sticky, sticky delivery, Kirti. She has a she had a special request. Uh, she's like, listen, love, uh, I'm missing your podcast. What's going on? Uh, um, and earlier on, a few weeks ago, she had messaged me and she was like, I've been binge listening to your podcast, Missy. They're addictable. I have to listen to them on the way to work and on the way back. And I love them. And now I'm missing them. What's going on? And can you please say my hot, sweet, sticky delivery to me? which I just did, but I'll say it again. Kirti, my hot, sweet, sticky Libby. I am back and these will now be regular. So I am really apologetic and really sorry uh, for having that bit of a lull, but I've explained why. And as you can hear, Missy D, the 3.0 version is bigger and brighter and better <laughs> than all that shit. That shit's gone, man. It's, it's done. That was then and this is now. Um, and I, I've got memories with Kriti. She's she's a mutual friend of a friend. He's not my friend anymore. But uh, I also met another friend, Deepthi, and she has memories of us uh, going to a shisha bar. We Bollywood danced together. I'm sure Kriti didn't I even meet you in Doha. Not Doha, Qatar, Qatar, Qatar. I'm sure I did. I was I went to Qatar and you were there and we had shisha together. I'm not sure, but I'm sure we did. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> And yes, you know, we met in Kenton. I used to live in Kenton. I lived in lots of areas in London. I've told you this before. But now she lives in Birmingham. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so a big shout out going out to each and every one of you uh, for showing me love and support. You have reinstalled my faith in humanity because you heard on one of my podcasts which, where I told you um, I was a human hater. I proudly, proudly, proudly used to walk around saying I hate humans. I'm a human hater because... I just did. I'd, I'd been so screwed over by humanity and lost so much faith in humanity that I didn't like humans. But these people and loads of people, you know, there's probably loads of people on my the main pages of my Facebook that I haven't kind of written down and stuff. Hundreds of you actually uh, have shown me lots of love uh, and I haven't named all those names. But you know who you are. OK, sorry if I've missed you out. I didn't want to 
miss you out at all. But there were lots of people that, in, these are the, most of the people that inboxed me. There were lots of people on my main pages uh, that wrote beautiful messages as well. So I just wanted to reassure you that I'm okay. Yeah, I, I, I just hit that wall. I just hit a wall. And my software has now been reinstalled, rehashed and upgraded. I am working beautifully now on the internals. The organ, the lung, I'm getting there. Okay. I ba I'm doing baby steps. I'm doing things that are working for me at the moment. Although I'd done so much healing and lots of physical changes had taken place and lots of mindful, positive changes had taken place, I still had a lot of limiting beliefs. I did not believe in myself as much as I could have. Like, a, like, so what I mean is that I did the healing and I was so kind of focused on just healing my physicalities. I was not giving enough attention to my emotions and to myself to make changes, to move forward. And I can't say I've done that in the last couple of weeks, but from going from darkness into the light was a massive massive upheaval. So many people surrounded me with love and support. My mum, my sisters and th that particular person I'm talking about. If that person, I promise you, I promise you wasn't there at one particular night and they spoke to me till the early hours of the morning, then I, I, I don't know if I'll be sitting here today. I, I And that's God's honest truth. Um, and, and that's why I big this person up so much, because I just think there are not human beings like that, like that person and like you guys who reached out to me. OK, so although the support is there and I know these people, these people, my family and this person and other people will be there to support me always, always, without a doubt. Ultimately, I have to do this. I have to make the changes in my heart, in my mind. I have to increase my positivity vibration. I have to work with with consciousness. I have to love myself and be kind to me. I have to stop judging me and I have to stop uh, putting so much on me to set myself to fall. Instead, what I've got to do is take very small, tiny steps into making changes every single day on every step of my life. And it's a never ending process. It's not like I've done it now. Ha, I'm here. There's no I'm here. It's just an ever, it's an evergreen journey. It just goes round and round and round and round and round and round. And once you've learned something, you learn something else and then you learn something else and, and then you go on to the next life and you carry on. So I'm now actually willing, ready and able to take on the next phase of my life. And it will be quite a, a different healing journey to the last one that I had, which I thoroughly enjoyed. But yeah, maybe it was uh, a bit of healing overload then. So now I'm just going to chill and I'm going to do what works best for me. Um, and what works best for me is interacting with you guys. Absolutely love it. So maybe I'll, I don't know what, what's going to happen with the podcast. I'll, st I'll carry on with the weeklies. We might ramp it up. Who knows? But I'm not going to put any kind of pressure on myself to kind of set myself up for failure. So that's step one is what I'm going to be doing now. Just go with the flow. Take each moment as it comes. Take each day as it comes. 
and uh, just be kind to myself. And I hope that you also uh, can be kind to you. So if you're listening to this and you kind of have gone through something similar and things aren't looking great for you, I promise you I have been through the darkest, darkest, darkest hole ever and I came out of it. I came out of it myself, yes. It took a lot of strength to get up on my knees, to stand up, poke my head up out of that hole from the bottom of that hole that I dug down in the ground and see the light. I could not have done that without support. And uh, I'm so, so full of gratitude uh, for all the people that supported me to do that. But if that's the way you are today, don't ever feel like you're alone. There is support around you. Uh, you are not alone and you can do it. But ultimately, for me to get out of that hole, I would have to put my arms onto the ground and push myself up from the elbows so I can eject myself out of that hole onto the ground. Only I could have done that. And it took a lot of strength to do that. It was really, really hard. And once I came out of that hole, I sat on the ground for a good, good, good amount of time. Because I, even though I was in the light, I was like, still can't do this, still can't do this. And then I stood up um, and I started taking very, very tiny steps, very tiny steps, baby steps. And today I'm sitting here recording my podcast and uh, and really thoroughly enjoyed it. So Missy D 3.0 is who I am now on the Journal of Missy D. Yeah, I'll see you next week and we shall... Um, build a bigger and brighter future together, I'd say. The takeaway from this is, as my mother would say, never give up and never give in. As you know, I don't do the God thing, but she always always says to me as well, um, when you are down to nothing, when you are down to nothing, God is up to something. And I respect my mum's belief in God and uh, she's always proven me wrong with her beliefs and she's always right and it's true I was down to nothing and uh, God was up to something he was busy trying to to yank me out of the hole uh, with a little help from my friends and I thank God I thank my mom and I thank all those people that supported me for uh, bringing me back out into the light and uh, I'm humbled and I will see you next week Missy D.